Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Episode 546. Dear Mum and Dad, I need you to understand part two. Thank you for listening today. Really excited to chat to you about this amazing subject. And just saying, if you haven't listened to part one, I suggest you hit pause, stop, go and listen to part one and then listen to part two. You want to listen to them in order. So in part one, you will know that I read a letter from a teenager to their parents. And it is a really, really important reminder to us all. If we each read this letter every day, just every morning before we got out of bed and reminded ourselves of what it's like to be a teenager today, what is it like? It will help us meet them with more compassion and empathy and curiosity. It will help us explain to ourselves why they behave like they do. And this will help us connect more deeply with them and therefore be able to meet their needs. It will help them feel safe and vulnerable enough to share with us. We all want our our kids to share things with us. They're not going to share if they don't feel we get them. If we feel we understand them, and we can only do that by using empathy so they understand that we understand them, we're not going to get anywhere. So we have to be able to use empathy. So the first part was the letter. Today, I'm going to go through the seven points that Helene Wingens highlighted in the post where I saw this. And these seven points are really, really key for us to understand how how can we meet our kids with more empathy? What can we do? It's not about them. It's what we can do for ourselves. So I'm going to go through them and just read them all. And I might just go through and expand on a few of them. So here it is now. It says, here's what you can do for me, mum and dad. One, model adulting. I see all the behaviours that you are modelling and I hear all of the words you say. I may not listen, but I do hear you. I seem impervious to your advice, like I'm wearing a Kevlar vest, but your actions and words are penetrating, I promise. If you keep showing me the way, I will follow even if I detour many, many times before we reach our destination. Oh, I want to come back to this one. So important. Two, let me figure things out for myself. If you allow me to experience the consequences of my own actions, I will learn from them. Please give me a little bit of leash and let me know that I can figure things out for myself. The more I do, the more confidence and resilience I will develop. Bingo. 
I talk about this all the time, particularly in episodes 543, where I talked about fear and control and decreased autonomy for our kids. Three, tell me about you. I want you to tell me about all the stories of the crazy things you did as a teen and what you learned from them. Then give me the space to do the same. Four, help me with perspective. Keep reminding me of the big picture. I will roll my eyes at you and make all kinds of grunt-like sounds. I will let you know in no uncertain terms that you can't possibly understand any of what I'm going through. But I'm listening. I really am. It's hard for me to see anything beyond the weeds that I am currently mired in. Help me scan out and focus on the long view. Remind me that this moment will pass. Five, keep me safe. Please remind me that drugs and driving don't mix. Keep telling me that you will bail me out of any dangerous situation. No anger, no lectures, no questions asked. But also let me know over and over and over and over that you're there to listen when I need you. 6. Be kind. I will learn kindness from you, and if you are relentless in your kindness to me, someday I will imitate that behaviour. Don't ever mock me, please, and don't be cruel. Humour me. I think I know everything. You probably did as well at my age. Let it go. 7. Show interest in the things I enjoy. Some days I will choose to share my interests with you, and it will make me feel good if you validate those interests, by at least acting interested. One day, when the haze of adolescence lifts, you will find a confident, strong, competent, kind adult where a surly te teenager once stood. In the meantime, buckle in for the ride. And please stick with me. Love, your teenager. Wow. I want to read those again. I want to read them again and again and again. But we have to remember, monkey see, monkey do. If we want our kids to copy us, we have to give them something really good to copy. If we are not listening to them, they won't listen to us. They hear all of us. They see all of us. They see our reactivity. Dr. Shafali always says our kids are our mirrors and they are our greatest teachers. So when they start acting obnoxiously, look at yourself and see if perhaps you've been acting obnoxiously because they're going to copy it. Sure, there's a bit of teen, teen kind of stuff going on. But, you know, I have to ask myself, at times I roll my eyes. At times I'm pretty sassy. At times I'm pretty insolent. At times I'm pretty obnoxious. It's not just a teen thing. It's me when I'm in fight, flight or freeze. I talk about the let you fi them figure things out for themselves and the consequences of their actions over and over again. So hard to do, but we have to do it. I spend so much time in the Q&A sessions in my six-week and eight-week program talking about this. We have to let them face the consequences of their actions. When they don't, they don't learn from them. And it's hard to let them face those actions sometimes. And that's all we have to do. But as parents, we, have to, we think we have to do more than that. We don't. They love hearing about us. But they, as much as they tell us that they don't want to hear the, you know, don't drink and drive, don't do drugs, be careful what this and blah, blah, blah. They don't want to hear it. 
They actually do, but make it short and sweet. I make a point of just saying, I gotta say it, please be careful. Or I gotta say it, just remember, you always get caught, <laughs> whatever it is I might, but I try and avoid the lectures. So we do need to keep them safe. Be kind. I look back at some of the things I've said and done to my kids over the years and they have been positively unkind. I consider myself a kind person, but sometimes I'm not very kind with my family. Why? I need to exude kindness and they will exude kindness back. And we need to use humour. They do think they know everything, but I thought I knew everything. I remember one of the blog posts I wrote. In fact, I think I wrote it in my book, you know, or why why do they behave the way they do and all this stuff. And I said, maybe maybe I contributed to to all of it. You know, I had a part to play in that. I I was the surly, sassy, roll their eyes, be a bit rude. Teen as well. It's part of teen. It's, a, it's almost a rite of passage, but how we deal with them is really important and when they share their interests with us and when they are open to just sharing things with us it's usually at the most inopportune moments I always say never close an open window on your kids if they are sharing something with you even if it is something you are not interested in you fake that interest you connect to them in that moment those are gold moments and remember that they will move through this phase and where that surly teenager once stood, you will find a confident, strong, competent, kind adult. But a lot of it comes down to you. You have to model the confident, strong, competent, kind adult. And sometimes we're not very confident. We flip-flop. We're like, nope, no, nope, no, nope, okay, you can. We're not consistent. We're not very strong sometimes. We don't stick to our values. We're, we don't act like we're competent at times. And therefore, you know, I, I talked about this in episode 541. Remember the one where I was talking about the more clients I work with, the more I realize this, the self-acceptance piece. To be confident and competent, we have to accept ourselves for being good enough. And then when we do, they will. So I love this. Thank you, Helene Wingens. And if I've mispronounced your name, I apologize. But thank you for writing this. Um, thank you to the teenager who may have written it. And I'm going to thank all of our teenagers for being who it is they are. And when we allow them to be that, look at what we can learn from them and look at what we can model to them. But only if we can get a grip on our reactivity and stay in our rational logical thinking and not be triggered by the behavior and enter the ring with them so and become surly parents. So till next time, I look forward to speaking with you. Don't forget, if you want to join my group coaching program, you can. The link is in the show notes. Share away, rate and review. You'll get entered into draws to win spaces in various group coaching programs that I run. Wherever you are in the world, take care, stay safe, have fun and go and enjoy the moment with your kids. Go and give them a cuddle and a snuggle. Tell them you love them. Be with them. Connect to them deeply. Be present. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Bye for now. 
that's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.